0: Hello and welcome to Mikey Pod, episode 251 for February 19th, 2018. Today's guest is the host of the Species Podcast, Mackin, And I'm your host, Michael Herron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and vegan activist based in New York City. On this podcast, I have conversations with artists and creators who are activists, and I need to figure out a better way to put that together. It's activist artists who create and put their artistic creativity into their activism that's not the way to say it i've come i almost said it again <laughs> i've been sending this podcast to your ears for a little over 12 years um you can subscribe if you don't know how this works and you're looking at mikeypod.com and listening to this from a blog post you can look on the right you can't miss some brightly colored buttons that allow you to subscribe to the podcast so you get it delivered to your device immediately upon its release that's great Thank you and if you are a subscriber on patreon, you're listening to this a day or two early as you do each week and you also have access to the new bonus content. I gotta tell you today's bonus content with Mackin well this week's bonus content with Mackin is that's pretty pretty good. It's I think I'm finding my stride with this and our conversation is like deep, y'all. So, patreon.com slash Michael Heron uh, to subscribe there. That goes out to all $5 and up subscribers. Uh, you can also you can access that from mikeypod.com by signing in with your Patreon credentials or at patreon.com. And uh, I went into all these RSS feeds last week and when I listened back, I was like, shut up. If you want more, more information about different ways you can do that, hit me up. I love, absolutely love hearing from people and I don't hear from you enough. So, send me an email, uh, mikeypod at gmail.com. If you'd like to know more about my work, you can go to my website at michaelherron.com. I'm on social media everywhere as at Michael Heron, and you can leave a voicemail, if it still works, (laughs) 347-460-1753. That's been set up for a while, and I have not heard from anyone. So I don't know if it still works. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, maybe someone will call, that someone should be you. Do it. And I would love yeah, reviews, five-star reviews, four-star, I'll settle for three. Why not? Just review it. I think no matter what, leaving a review on iTunes or Stitcher or any of the other places where you can leave a review really makes a big difference and helps me out a lot in terms of getting this podcast heard. And I really enjoy sharing these different artists with you. And oh my God, I think I'm really loud. Am I overmodulating? Hold on. Okay, let's simmer down a little bit. Hopefully, uh, I think it looks okay. It's just pretty. It, it was up there. <laughs> Sorry if there was some static earlier. Listen, I did a great protest this week with a huge group of uh, activists in New York City. Uh, we protested Mark Jacobs' uh, show at New York Fashion Week. And listen, we came out in force, y'all. It was like big. We had a... I would say somewhere between uh, 75 to 100 activists we just stormed the entrance and uh megaphones signs chanting screaming confused looking cops it was great uh anna wintour was you know uh, my approach my personal approach when i'm talking to people about veganism and animal rights is not to shame them But if there's someone that I would like to see shamed, it's Anna Wintour. She not only wears fur, but she promotes it heartlessly. Uh, So that was really legit. It's fun. That was like that was an action that was really fun. Also this week, I saw Laurie Anderson, who I don't know if I've mentioned her in a long time, but let me. She is like woo. She is on my list. A favorite, like, if you've seen The Animal Show and you're familiar with Laurie Anderson, you can tell that i have heavily influenced by Laurie Anderson, so much so, in fact, that I, for years, one of my excuses for not creating my own work was that I, what I wanted to do was so like Laurie Anderson, and I think it's, like, changed, if you're listening for the first time, I do a multimedia show called The Animal Show, it's storytelling and electronic music and string quartet, um, that I wrote while in residence at Tamerlane farm animal sanctuary and some new bits of it are from uh, my tour last summer. Um, So man, Laurie Anderson watching her. She, it was talking about her new book um, things I lost in the flood. I think that's the name of it. It's just got a new album out right now too, with Corona's quartet. I don't think I was going to try to fudge it and play a track from it, but uh, I'm being much more careful about copyrighted material. If I could get, permission from lori to play her music i absolutely will and there's ooh, I'm going down a road let me stop um but the show itself was fantastic and hearing her talk about her work since the 70s i, I talked i think i talked about martha this uh i can't think of her last name grover martha grover she's uh, or groover she's a uh oh i have one of her zines right here She's uh, one of my patrons on, uh, pa- I'm one of her patrons on Patreon and um, she is great. She, she like sort of you know, ramps me up a little bit. That's why I do the, why I decided to start doing this bonus content uh, for the podcast because she releases a lot of different kinds of stuff on her Patreon and it really inspired me to be like, oh, I, I do a lot of stuff too and I enjoy making stuff and I like the adventure of new mediums. Uh, So man, watching Laurie Anderson was another level of that when, you know, she just follows her curiosity in a way that I just find so inspiring. And also I find myself too afraid to be like that um, often. So it's really cool to see someone like she showed some videos that she made in the 80s. Uh, She talked about how she developed this uh, voice thing that she does. You probably know it from if you're familiar with her work. She does this filter, filtered voice that is like an entirely different character that speaks sometimes in her music. It was it was really, really cool to see her in action and, and it was super inspiring to me. Also this week I've been working on my album, The Animal Album and the Animal Book. Both I'm deep in creating. I recorded some piano and vocal stuff. Sorry, I just burped. I thought I could hide it and I didn't. Sorry. I recorded piano and vocal with my friend uh, Bennett Pastor. He's a great uh, engineer here in my neighborhood of Kensington, Brooklyn. And uh, going in today to record my string quartet. So everything's like coming together, and this is going to be the bulk of what I need to start assembling things to create the album. And uh, the book is rolling with amazing Luke Curtis, who's editing my manuscript and coming up with amazing ideas, bdstudios.com. Uh, all that stuff is rolling. And then I'm talking to a friend named Hannah, and they are helping me figure out what my tour is going to look like this summer. Everything's rolling, you guys. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. And, and it feels like I'm right on top of, you know, when you're on the surfboard. I've never surfed, but I'm imagining this is what it feels like when you're like, oh, I'm on it. And the surfboard is just like breezing you along, and you're just doing the work to stay on the surfboard. That's where I feel right now, and it's kind of great. I talked about the bonus content already. This will be the third week of bonus content for only patrons, $5 and up. Uh, Today is going to be great. I had previously a talk with Joanne MacArthur. Uh, the photojournalist who was my guest last week, and before that was rapper Gray, who's famous for his vegan Thanksgiving rap. Uh, yeah, today's guest is Macken, and uh, his podcast is relatively new. I love it. Um, you'll hear more about it in our interview. And uh, I want to play a track from another vegan artist. Oh, I wanted to throw this out here. If you're a vegan recording artist, or if you know someone who's a vegan recording artist who's super independent who would be okay with me playing their music on the podcast? Will you please let me know? Or, or activist artists of any kind? I really love playing music, and I want to be I feel like my vibe is at independent artists, like maybe not that uh, not that established yet, because it's kind of where I'm at too, and I, I love that that energy feels just right. So speaking of that, this song is by an artist named Grindel. And it's called SW. After this, I'll have my interview with Mackin.
1: Stay hey, woke. I know it sounds fake, though, like the clickbait airflow, or maybe you don't doubt it. Maybe you and your friends about it But how far will you go? Miles down the road when you lose all hope And everyone spits a joke Remember you work. We all walk a path on this pile of dirt I know you hurt Cause man I hurt So let's get rowdy and talk about it Stress home living with be firm Crowd starting to be the land And feel a man or a woman Please excuse me Do we know what we're doing? Cause terror is a beauty I know we can all feel a movement, Ignoring the call of a human Listen, you're missing but the greatest damn jam and fam It didn't come from a human Now tell me what you been doing. This house. Rent is ours. Like roots in the ground we can feel. We can feel the ins and outs.
0: Joining me now is Mackin, the host of the podcast Species. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I just discovered your podcast. Like, literally, we've known each other for, like, two days. Yes, at most. <laughs> yeah, th- thanks to Twitter. Like, Twitter is, like, super exciting to me right now. It's almost... I know. Isn't it fantastic? Yeah, like, I was really into it for a long time, and then I just sort of, I don't know, it can feel like a big ocean of tweets, obviously. Yeah. Um. But I, it's it's kind of fun to dig in. So anyway, hello, yay! Nice to meet you. I'm glad we're talking.
2: <laughs> yes, I'm glad we're talking too. It was a bit of a whirlwind to get this together, but I'm I'm glad we did.
0: Yeah. So you're you're the host of a podcast which is relatively new. It's called Species. Well, can you tell us a little bit about what the podcast is?
2: Oh yeah, I'd love to. So basically, what I do on the show is I try to cover one species of animal per week, and basically just tell you everything about them. That's that's the goal, and um, I try to. Not just stick to information, although I think that's important. I also try to stick to the story and try to get in a little bit of history, um, a little bit of kind of interdisciplinary stuff, um, so people don't just know the facts about the animal, um, but also know the animal's story and their relationship to us.
0: Yeah, and and I I really enjoy the podcast because <laughs> I like I'm not. I'm trying not to be self-deprecating. I'm not smart. I'm not smart in a book-learning kind of way. (laughs) But but I like. But that's not necessarily true. But like, it is hard for me to like really like uh, focus on fact stuff, right? Yeah. But the way you present the podcast is very casual and conversational. But like, just the right amount of like. Boom! Like here's a lot of information for you, but yeah. it's like a really nice balance. Well, I really is, appreciate that. Yeah, sure. Is it is it hard for you to to sort of strike that balance, or is there? How do you approach that? Uh, my general
2: approach is the first thing is to read. I would say, even though each podcast is less than twenty minutes, I try to keep it under twenty. I'm sure I'll end up going over some weeks, but basically, I read. I would say one to two books worth of information. I mean, if you look at my bibliography. Um, some episodes, there is a lot of content, um, to weed through and pick out, um, what I believe is relevant. Um, yeah, I I try to make it as information dense as possible. Um, but the process is basically reading, uh, then writing and then reading again, but this time aloud into a microphone.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, it's, it's so good. So your, your, um, motivation, well, tell me like, Cause I kind of know, but tell me why, why did you start this podcast? (laughs) Well, I really,
2: I, it's kind of a union of my two loves, which is first off podcasts. And then second is animals. And honestly, I think people underestimate the ability of information to um, win hearts and minds. I think a lot of people stick to the philosophy that the singer to try and convince people to be nicer to animals. Um, But I think that you can kind of go around about route towards veganism. Uh, by giving people the facts, I think if you learn about animals, you love them. I would actually argue that um, a man like Charles Darwin did more for veganism, even though he himself, the man was not a vegan, not even a vegetarian. I would argue that he has done more for veganism than men like Peter Singer um, in the sense that by showing us that humans are not above animals. We weren't created separately. We're not sacred in any way. Um, in fact, we are just another species Um I think that in doing that, Charles Darwin used science to start the animal rights movement. Um, You see in America, at least, um, that animal rights really wasn't much of a thing. There was the occasional vegetarian, um, but animal rights really wasn't a thing until after Darwin um, in the 1800s. And so I think that information is a very valid route um, towards, I don't want to say conversion, but but really conversion. Um, Certainly when I've been convincing people to be... um, to turn vegan or vegetarian, it's it's all it's always a case of um, of instilling in them a love of animals first before going for the argument. I think a lot of people come in missing the love of animals, and I hope that my podcast um, can help spread that love of animals because I think that if you learn about them, you're bound to love them, and if you love them, you're not going to want to hurt want to hurt them.
0: Uh, I love it. So what? Like, I'm curious about your love for podcasting. Like, how, where did How did that start? Oh, well, in high school, I
2: actually got pneumonia and I was bedridden for a few weeks and I spent most of the time listening to podcasts. And uh, since then, I've just been hooked. I've just always loved listening to them. And um, I just figured that I'd start one.
0: Oh, I love it. I'm like lately on my podcast, I've been telling people like do a podcast. Oh, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah, it's it's just really like oh, we're I love it. Wait, we're on my podcast right now. Hey, people who are listening, yes, do a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, it's a little bit time consuming. Like you, you put a lot of work into like the um, the research and preparation. Yeah. Um, But you know, like I don't like it's it's a nice thing, like you know, to to do. You know, like I've talked to so many people on my podcast that i never would have talked to, you know, I never would have okay. been like, even you, I don't, we would never would have had a reason to oh, really never, talk to yeah. each other. Uh, maybe in so, a yeah. vegan rally or something. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, where are you based? I actually don't even know the answer to this question.
2: Oh, I actually, I live in Boston. I'm actually, if there's any, uh, Bostonians listening, I am looking at the sitgo sign right now. I can see it out my window. Uh, you might not know that, that, uh, landmark Michael, but, uh, it's, uh, impossible to have not seen it. If you live in Boston.
0: Uh, yeah, I've only been to Boston a couple of quick visits, so, um, yeah. I can't, I, but stay hopefully, out. Stay no, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they're mean in Boston. <laughs> no, it's
2: great here. It's great here. Please come.
0: Uh, okay, easy. Um, so you, you're, did you, you have a history like studying animals? Was it just something you've always done on your own or?
2: Well, I would say it probably started when I was, uh, fresh out of the womb. I, I was always, uh, my parents were always giving me these, uh, Animal trading cards, so to say. Other kids were into baseball. I couldn't catch, so I never played baseball. But I was always looking at these animal cards. So then in high school, I more or less got away from it. But then, um, in kind of discovering uh, the ethics of meat eating, I, I, I was interested in that line of argument. Um, but ultimately, it kind of refostered that love. And um, in college, I, I've been studying animals nonstop. Any class that has um, the word animal in it, I am signing up for because I, I love them. I absolutely love them.
0: Uh,
2: and then what's your, what's your vegan story? Uh, my vegan story? Um, well, my vegetarian story is a bit gruesome. Um, I don't know if it's it's appropriate for this podcast. But, basi- but basically, I, um, went, uh, as I was a meat eater in high school, um, at, I had the um, unfortunate um, experience of killing an animal. And, um, and, and, after that, and it was one of the worst experiences of my life. I honestly, I walked away from that feeling as if I had, um, as if I, as if I had taken someone's life, not something's life, um, but someone's life. And so vegetarianism was kind of an easy progression from that. Um, as soon as I started college, as soon as I was um, getting my own food, I, um, I became a vegetarian. And then. Uh, It's actually funny. My roommate, um, who I convinced to be a vegetarian, started arguing with me that I was a hypocrite for not being vegan. And I realized that I had absolutely no defense because anyone who cares about anyone who is vegetarian for um, animal ethics reasons has to acknowledge that um, that they're missing a huge chunk of animal abuse um, by continuing to consume dairy and eggs.
0: How soon after you realized there was no defense for n- not being vegan? Immediately. Did you do it? Oh, you, really? The next
2: morning. The next morning. Really? Yeah, that, 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 yeah, that was the last time. <laughs> yeah, that, that conversation. Wow. Oh, I'm, 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 I, I'm a sucker for a good argument. I, I can't. Um, if, if someone's argument is better than mine, they've won. Uh, <laughs>
0: and he won. Wow. Can you imagine if more people were like that? Everyone would be oh, vegan. Oh,
2: it would be such a better world, wouldn't it, Michael? I mean, yeah. the thing is, is that. You get people to their knees in an argument and they, they've admitted that animals feel pain and that there's no good reason and then eventually they just say bacon and continue to do it. It's it's terrible. Yeah. But um but yes, immediately. Immediately I did. Not uh, not
0: a second. Good for you. That like, when I realized it when I realized I needed to go vegan, it took a long time. Like, yeah. I had I had just moved to New York. Well, I, I was in the process of moving to New York and I was broke. So like, there's a certain amount that where I was like, eh, like there, there were days that I was like, there, I had access to like free pizza at this job I had. And I was like, I'm I'm eating cheese today. Like I don't have any other. Um, but there was also like something in my makeup. I think uh, there's part of me that gets off on like feeling like a bad person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? So I knew I needed to be vegan, but I was like, Oh, Oh look, I did it again. I ate meat and I'm terrible until I finally did it. So like, yeah, it would have been great to, I mean, especially for the animals I killed during that period of time. Oh dear.
2: Oh, don't even think about it. That's yeah. Terrible. yeah. But,
0: um, yeah, anyway, it would be nice. To, <laughs> there yeah. are a lot of things in my life still that it'd be great if I was like, Oh, this is not a good idea. Don't do that now.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. I mean, I, I honestly though, um, I'm all for people taking the slow route because honestly, the, lo- the, the long route is the better route. Like when people, uh, when I'm talking to people and they're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not like ready to give up meat or something. I, I, I instantly advise like meatless Monday, uh, then vegetarianism and uh, then veganism. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, um, cause I think, I think that if you can make a lasting change by doing it slowly, it's much better than those people who try being vegan instantly for a week and, um, and they collapse in on themselves like a dying star. That's, that's not that's not good for anybody it's not good for the animals yeah um, but the slow roll um towards veganism that's absolutely something that i advocate
0: yeah so when you're advocating this is always something i'm curious about because you know like i'm in i'm in the in-between world where i really love the idea of like no like go vegan shut up stop yeah. stop crying about it just go vegan and, and I think that really is my message, but I, I try to also acknowledge and we be like, Oh, you made it a day without eating meat today. That's awesome. Like, you know, yeah. like, but I always want to add in without being a total jerk, <laughs> but you're not vegan yet. So keep working on it. <laughs> like, cause yeah. we need yeah, you to
2: exactly. get like, congratulations. You did what I do every single day. Yeah. Um, so do you, that's have... hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. do you, Do you have like any sort of approach to that, you know, like to, to including like, you know, like that encouraging baby steps while saying, but don't stop stepping. Like you got to keep, keep getting there. Right. Yeah. I guess that's it.
2: I mean, what, what I, what I have found personally is that, um, the slow roll from, from my perspective, it works. I mean, maybe the all at once argument works on me. Um, but I think for most people, a lot of praise and, um, kind of bringing them along, um, the whole way is, um, that's what leads to the most productive results. Cause if they, if they feel good at every step, um, I think that's honestly, that's what gives vegans a bad rap is that we, we, I feel like we do know what is right and what is wrong. And so there's this impulse to kind of press that upon other people. Cause we see it every day ingrained in our society and it shocks people and it scares them because they can't all at once, understand that, like, like even even for speaking to a vegetarian, it's hard to get across that maybe the egg was it was never alive. But in the the industry that supports taking the eggs from chickens is also an industry that kills chickens. Then further along the line, I think a lot of meat eaters just don't don't have good information. They think that every cow, every hamburger they eat um, came from a happy cow on a family farm, and that's just not the real world. Um, so I think that uh, for me, it would definitely be a step of education to baby steps um, to vegetarianism and then hopefully to veganism.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, what you're doing with your podcast, which is educating people about about animals and why like you're you're showing people that they have a value in just if, if that's important to them and it doesn't have to be important to us.
2: Oh, that's a that's a great way to put it. Yes, they they have a value in and of themselves um, beyond what we ascribe to them. I, I, I completely agree. Um, I haven't I haven't covered any farm animals yet, but um, trust me, that is definitely coming. Um, I think that the the first animal I did, for example, was the opossum, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not that's an animal that that people hit with their cars a lot, and they kind of think of them as a little gross, um, maybe, and um, are a little uh, maybe reviled by them and my goal in doing that podcast was to show that they're actually wonderful animals that have a lot of misconceptions around them. And I, I would like, there, there's a, there's a study that shows that, that basically this is really disturbing. And I don't want to shatter anyone's face, faith in uh, humanity here, but there was a study where they put uh, rubber animals on the side of the road off the road. Right. Mm. And, um, they showed that people, um, I think it's, I think it was 6% of people. Don't quote me on that statistic. I don't have the study in front of me.
0: Um, people, but uh, but it's, They can just listen to your podcast for this. Yeah, is it on, on that episode? <laughs>
2: um, it's it's not because I didn't want to <laughs> upset people. Um, but people will intentionally swerve to hit animals. Oh, that, come that's on. how a lot of roadkill happens. I know, right? That's just so cruel. And it's because they think, oh, dirty opossum. I want to take him out. Um, but opossums are great. They, they eat ticks, which are, that's, that's a species that spreads a lot of disease and they, um, are extremely clean. Actually, they're constantly grooming themselves and, um, they also, they're immune to almost every disease. I mean, people worry about getting rabies from an opossum, but, um, opossums actually, thanks to their low body temperature are basically immune to rabies. Mm. Um, so they're good animals. You want those animals around. And on top of that, they're recycling energy. You're not going to eat those banana peels that you threw out in the trash. Why can't they have them? I I, I think that um, opossums are wonderful creatures, and that and that's why I opened on them is because I feel like a lot of people underestimate them and undervalue them, and maybe swerve to hit them with their cars. and And I hope they wouldn't do that after listening to my show.
0: Uh yeah, we have them in Brooklyn. Do you do you have them in Boston too? Like occasionally, yeah, very
2: occasionally. Um, where there, I actually um. I, I saw an opossum outside of Boston, but in Massachusetts quite recently. and um, and they they are adorable, I have to say. i was I was um they're very slow. and i was I was just kind of gently walking after him um, on foot. Um, and he was really slow, um kind of inquisitive, uh, not too scared of me, um to be honest. he seemed he seemed okay. Um, I didn't want to kind of disturb his night. Um, but, uh, it was, it was fun to see him. Yeah.
0: Uh, I love it. It's so, uh, it's really interesting. Ah, uh, I, I, I haven't listened to that episode yet. I'm, I'm slowly like going through your episodes, so I'm looking forward to it. Like, oh, I appreciate it. it. I, I've
2: been, I've been, I've been binge listening, uh, your show, uh, your podcast show as well as your music and I'm enjoying both.
0: Ah, oh, thank uh, my you. My roommates
2: enjoying your music earlier.
0: Yeah. Oh,
2: yay. Oh, that makes me so yeah. happy. Thank you. Yeah. No, no, it's 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 good stuff. It's really trippy. It's not something that I'd normally listen to, uh, but I got to say I was jamming to it. I liked it. I also I also like the kind of poetic stuff you do over it. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it was uh, sometimes it was profound, but other times it was really amusing. You've, you've got a, a good little thing going on there. Oh, I, cool, I def- thanks. Def-
0: yeah, uh, I got to take the show to Boston. I'll um, because yes, if you it's... do, I, me and my roommates will come. OK, huh. cool. Done. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was one thing I wanted to ask you about, about how you uh, not regard animals, how you speak about them. You, don't, you never use the word it when you talk about animals, yeah?
2: Yeah, I try my best. I try my best. I, I think that this is something that actually I, I would say most people, including vegans, um, do this rather often is that they'll refer to an animal using object pronouns. i referring to them as it um, as an object um, that gets acted upon. And obviously, I don't think the animals mind this. Um, The vast majority of animals don't speak English, although I did an episode on one that really does, the um, budgerigar. But anyway, uh, most animals don't speak English, so I don't think most animals are insulted um, by (laughs) hearing this. But I do think that it's important not to use those words when regarding animals. I think that animals are actors. I think that they are movers in our world, and they are not to be talked about using object pronouns. Instead, I would advocate calling them he, she, them, they. Um, I, I would advocate for um, for those pronouns instead because once you start thinking of them the personal sense, once you give them the personal pronoun, it makes it harder for people around you to treat them as objects, to commodify them, to eat them, um, to wear them. I think that that becomes a lot harder once you acknowledge that they have personalities, they're individuals, they're not objects. Um, they're not commodities or they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be.
0: Right. Yeah. I love that. It's that's something that I see it often in, in on Facebook when people are vegans are talking about animals and I see them say it and I'm, it's so hard. Like, I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. That's like, yeah. um, oh, can you I, not, not say it? But <laughs> it drives me crazy because it's it, right. It, it objectifies them.
2: Yeah, it's one of those things that once you notice them, especially if you're a vegan, once you notice that people use the word "it," it starts to become really grating on the ears. Because, um, and also just from an argumentative line, if you're trying to get across, and I'm, you know what, now that now that I've talked so much about this, we're probably going to be talking about animals later, and I'll accidentally use the word "it," and it'll be humiliating. Uh, but anyway, um, when you when you when you're going across an argumentative line where you have to convince someone that an animal has value. It's really hard to say something like it feels pain or it has value or it has a personality. When you say he feels pain or she in reference to a, a mother cow calling for her calf, calf mm-hmm. or something like that, I think that when you use those pronouns, it, it the, the weight that your argument um, – takes on the the baggage that um that your argument takes on when you use object pronouns is um almost insurmountable because instantly you put them in a different category and they're not we're all animals as darwin said
0: mm. i love these these uh track callbacks to um to darwin it's really it's yeah. really fascinating that you that you've sort oh, of made well, that huge, uh,
2: yeah well i've i've got um i've got Four of his books um, within my eye shot right now. I'm I'm am I'm a bit of a fan. I think he's a really perspicuous writer and um, a very smart man. Um, and I think that if you were born today, um, when it when um it's a much more feasible option. I think he probably would have been a vegan or vegetarian, um, at least a vegetarian. He wasn't a vegetarian, but he did actually have a huge part in the anti vivisection movement. If really? uh, people don't know this- yeah, if, if people don't know what—actually, um, I'd say most vegans do, but for any non-vegans listening, uh, vivisection is basically the practice of cutting a hole in a live animal's body and, um, and kind of seeing what goes on inside. Um, it's a bit of a mess. It can go to their stomach, and you can put things in them and take things out and just see what happens. It happened to cows a lot. Still sometimes happens to animals. But he, um, he was a huge part of the anti-vivisection movement, and he was a scientist. This is a scientist who's against animal experimentation— Um, when it's that cruel and, um, yeah. Yeah. So so I I think he would have been an animal advocate today. Had he the, um, uh, had he been born in a different time? It's hard to use historical relativism and kind of cast away historical figures who, um, did bad things. I think that morals are absolute. I think what's right today was right then. Um, but I think sometimes there's a bit of a delay in realizing what's right and wrong.
0: Mm. That's a nice way to to say, (laughs) that's a nice way to say everyone's an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean if you if you if, if that if that were the case
2: we we're gonna apply those rules then uh, most of the people today and everyone before what 1970 um is an asshole for abusing animals uh, by proxy
0: yeah but, uh, yeah i guess we
2: yeah. shouldn't that's yeah um but 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 point taken absolutely like, <laughs> I, 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 I like.
0: <laughs> yeah i think yeah uh yeah so many levels of where we could go with that um, right You know we should wrap this thing up but not before we tell everyone where to find your podcast and where to track you down online
2: oh absolutely so uh, right now i'm being hosted by libsyn um i don't know if any of you can spell that um so i'll spell it right now but it's l-i-b-s-y-n and so my podcast is species spelt normally dot l-i-b-s-y-n um dot com and um You can also find me on iTunes. I think that if if you have iOS, that's probably the better way to listen, but you can listen through my website. Um, I've been popping up on different podcasting apps. I only have iOS, so I have no idea which ones I'm on. I think I'm on Pocket Casts and CastBox and um, things that Android users um, can use, but I'm definitely on iTunes, and that's um, that's where I can easily be found, or the website.
0: Um, Awesome. And people who are listening, as always, there will be links to all of these links, on mikeypod.com so if you're listening where you can't write something down don't panic just remember mikeypod.com and there'll be links there um thank you so much for joining me today
2: oh i had a great time i hope we get to talk again
1: you and i gotta do what we gotta do i'm a vegan you should be one too you and i gotta do what we gotta do I'm an activist You should be one too You and I Gotta do what we gotta do I'm a vegan You should be one too You and I Gotta do what we gotta do I'm an activist, you should be one too. Roots and veggies got me feeling sublime. Think Mother Nature for every enzyme. Nothing could stop me, I'm ready to climb. Up any mountain, now is the time. Powered by plants, I am ready to rhyme. Gotta do more than just pantomime. My voice is rested, I'm ready to chime. Watch out world, I'm in my prime. Check out the world through a new paradigm. Wake up your empathy, wipe off the grime. Value an animal over a dime. Liberating animals it's a crime. Rescue the animals, that is what time gonna do ready to crawl through slime rain or snow i'm ready for any climb in the middle of the country or the maritime you and i gotta gotta do what we gotta gotta do i'm a vegan you should be one too you and i gotta do what we gotta do I'm an activist, you should be one too You and I gotta do what we gotta do I'm a vegan, you should be one too You and I gotta do what we gotta do I'm an activist, you should be one too Educate yourself about the animal's fright Cruelty is a terrible sight Sadness may keep you up at night But we gotta bear witness to the animal's plight It doesn't take a genius, you don't have to be bright To see what's happening to animals It's not alright Share your thoughts, take the time to write Gotta fill the world with love and light Activism fills me with delight Let your desire for justice ignite A fire in your belly that will excite Somebody into going vegan tonight For the animals we will fight Never underestimate your might Even if your body is slight Your compassion can soar higher than a kite You and I gotta do what we gotta do I'm a vegan You should be one too You and I gotta do what we gotta do I'm an activist. You should be one, too. You and I gotta do what we gotta do. I'm a vegan. You should be one, too. You and I gotta do what we gotta do. I'm an activist. You should be one, too.
0: That was John Sakars, or is it Sakars, 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 Sakars? Sakars. John, sorry. How do you say your last name? We've only ever interacted on the internet so I don't interact on the internet, 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 inter- internet, I say internet, internet, All on the internet, okay, um, so I don't know how to say his last name, um, but that's John and me, we made that track together, and uh, I'm really proud of that, I love my drum programming there, I gotta say, it's um, among my best, I thought, uh, unless you think it sucks, then I Apologize for how terrible it is. You can get that track on his Bandcamp page, and you can also find it on uh, YouTube. He made a video for this as well. So you can check it out. Uh, I'll put some links to that stuff at MikeyPod.com. Listen, today is the day. Last week, I started doing a thing where I read new reviews um, for the podcast at the end of the show. Um, Unfortunately, there are no new reviews for the podcast to read. So... That's not great because this is a new segment and I needed um, a review. So can you please leave a review, go to uh, iTunes or Stitcher, anywhere else you can leave a review and um, or send an email. Tell me what you think of the podcast, what you like. And I want to really tell you that the uh, can you tell I'm (laughs) filling time in my mind that this week's bonus content with Macken is really, really good. I think it's the best one so far. I mean, there have just been three of them, but I finally sort of found a vibe with how I want to talk to people in this exclusive content. Um, And we talked pretty in depth about the moment he, he, he mentioned it in his interview where he killed an animal. Uh, So we talked about what happened there and it's a really fascinating, somewhat heartbreaking story. Uh, So patreon.com slash Michael Heron for patrons, $5 and up, you can Grab a hold of that and you'll be supporting this always free podcast. Um, My YouTube videos, which I think I'm on the cusp of amping that channel back up. Um, I'm feeling pretty solid about my podcasting routine right now. I skipped one week in the last two months, which is pretty good for me. And now I've added the extra layer of um, bonus content. And I'm honestly feeling excited about getting the podcast up this week, which it's been a long time since I've really felt like, oh man, here's another good interview. Uh, so yeah, check it all out. And, um, if you don't, if you don't want to subscribe, that's cool too. This podcast will always be free. Um, and I think that's it. Uh, let me mention one other thing about Patreon. Since I'm working so hard on the album and the book right now, there's lots of behind the scenes content in that regard as well. And most of that goes to dollar and up patrons. So if you only want to subscribe with a dollar a month, I would love to have you. There's lots of dollar patrons in there and, it makes a difference. It makes a difference just knowing that there's another person that's like, all right, that's $12 a year. Like I'll take that. And it means you're helping me make my work and you're getting to participate in the creation of it, which is pretty solid. I noticed another thing lately. I'm starting to do a with my H's. It'll help, I can't do it again, but did you hear it? I did it a second ago. I noticed it when I was recording the song, uh, 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 home again, home again. So um, anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, keep an eye on things. I'm going to keep releasing all kinds of stuff. Next week's guest, Jeffrey Marsh. They are amazing. If you don't already know Jeffrey Marsh, uh, do a little Googling, check it all out. I've also got a couple of books I'm going to be giving away, probably on Facebook and um, Instagram. I've got two books that uh, Joanne MacArthur, last week's guest, donated in conjunction with uh, uh, L, starts with the L books. And uh, come on it's not Liberty books. Anyway, uh, this is my cue. I'm going to shut up now. All of that information will be at mikeypod.com. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your download and your time, and I'll see you next week.